Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Woozle Wuzzle. All right. That one was near enough energy. I well, think the cause still the best. I, I wanted to make sure that they don't all have to be screamers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, well, and, you know, bonus. Maybe they do. Bonus points for anybody out there who can say what who can uh, place where Woozle Wuzzle is from. Um, we're gonna talk about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, Which why did we put it off for a month? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. No I, I thought we put it off for a month because you love your wife. That's very true. Yeah, that, let me say this. Is, let me pause here. Wow, for a hang on. I'm, that's, I'm, that's the clip for this week, so that Christian can save his marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a great husband, and I made a promise to my wife, and I fell through with you it. You sure did, yeah. Um, so we're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp. You know what? All the same people come back, plus Jonathan Majors. Well, <laughs> do they? <laughs> I mean, Evangeline Lilly is present. In this movie. Evangeline Lilly is present in this movie, but I do feel like there are some fun people that are not in this movie. Yeah, oh, oh, that's the best a good part. point. None yeah. of his crew. I didn't even think of that till right now. Obviously, it must not be that big of a loss if you didn't think about it when you were. Oh. But now that I'm thinking about it, I wish they were there because those yeah. guys are fun. Dave Dasmolchain or whatever his yep. name is. He his voice is in this movie. Oh, he is. He's yeah. the Jello guy. Oh, right. Uh, Ti, I think is one of is it Ti? Yes. Uh, and then Lewis. Yeah. And then also Bobby Cannavale and Judy Greer. Yeah. They Which, literally, they literally just took all the funny people out. Right. Of it. Yeah. I feel like they probably could have been in this movie at least for a scene. It yeah. Been important. Um, they, also, why did they recast the daughter? Yeah, I don't know. Like, in I mean, not even talking about recasting her from a little girl. I understand that, but from they, Endgame, yeah, yeah, it's a different actress from Endgame, and and that girl was good in the one scene. Yeah, she was fine. I, I don't really know because I mean, the, the, I went so far. She she was teetering on the line of insufferable. Am I am I crazy? Is is that the chick from like Thirteen Reasons Why or whatever? Like, isn't she like a Netflix actress? I mean, look, I didn't even notice that it was recast. So that's, <laughs> oh. All children look the same to me. I think they were going for a bigger name so they can do like Young Avengers. So they can get. I mean, that's probably fair. They can get the kids interested. The kids. Um, okay, I was wrong. Four of like eight people who've been in the last movie are in this movie, plus Jonathan Majors. Um, and you know, they're back in the quantum realm for some reason, but this time Kang's there, and apparently he's been there the whole time, but we didn't know about that. But don't worry about that, don't ask that question. Um, and uh, antics ensue. What do we think of this movie? Oh boy. Oh, and Peyton Reed's back to directing. Peyton Reed is back to directing. And. Uh, <laughs> I, I I do want to like I don't know we may talk about this more later, uh, but you know there is a news thing that came out that Peyton Reed was like you know pleading with Marvel like give him a real story not like the side bullshit that doesn't matter like something that is integral to the Marvel universe. Right. Well, I think they knew what they were working with. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but no, I- Marvel did. We're like, oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> the first Ant two Ant Ant Man movies they were like okay Peyton yeah. You know, I think they did a better job of, like, you know, they tried to scale up the threat and whatever, mm-hmm. make it whatever. But I can't help but feel at the end of this movie that if there is if there is a villain that Ant-Man can defeat on his own, he might not be that big of a threat. So <laughs> even if, if, you, if you give me a big guy and you beat him with a little guy, I don't think the big guy is so big no more. Mm. But, you know, we'll talk, we might talk about that more later. Anyway, I mean, you know, that, that, that's... That is a very wrestling mindset. Yeah, that, you know, uh, you know, you can't have your top guy get beat by a jobber because he's going to lose his heat. Yeah, you know, it's a very wrestling. Yeah, but anyway, this movie is fine. It is. It is. 
of mostly forgettable. Uh, uh, and Jonathan Majors is delightful. He is. I, I'm not going to say he does a good job because that's probably not accurate. He does a big job. You know, <laughs> he's out there and he's having a good time. It's and a I'm, swing. I'm having a good time with him. Yeah. Jay Hill. Uh, man, I, I thought this movie was fun. Uh, you know, I think the big complaint everybody has is just a bunch of jokes in front of a blue screen. And that is 100% accurate. But <laughs> I laughed at the jokes, so who gives a fuck? Heard, I lo- <laughs> so many of our movie reviews are you just agreeing with all the criticisms. It's like, yeah, but I liked it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, before we started recording, uh, Christian asked me if I remembered anything about this because I saw it like, I don't know, a month ago at this point. And definitely nothing about this plot sticks to the bones. Like, it is just, it's fucking Chinese takeout. It's gone 30 minutes later. Yeah. Um, I, I, but, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I think the best decision they made with this movie was giving the senior citizen cast more to do. You don't agree with that? Yeah, no, don't. We'll get into it. We'll talk about it more. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas in this. And it might be because I'm in the pocket for those two a- actors. They've done a lot for me over the years. But uh, I enjoyed what they did. I'm not saying what they did was fucking, you know, going to get them an Oscar. But I enjoyed it. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is fine in this movie. <laughs> I think the wasp in the title is Janet. I think you're probably... I mean, this is this is more her story than anyone else in the movie. Yes. I think this movie's fine. I don't really have any major complaints with it. Um, I don't really get what all the hate was for. I don't really love the first two of right. these movies. I mean, I, I do want to say, you know, like the Thor movies get a bad rap for being, you know, just like a shitty trilogy or, you know, series of right. one character. Ant-Man might be worse. As all, a, all on a whole. Together, yeah. yeah. I think that... Um, I mean, this was definitely an attempt to Ragnarok. It, it was like, okay, we've done these first two movies that were in this sort of sort of realm. Mm. Let's let's ship it out a new door. And I I don't know if it was as successful as that as Ragnarok was, but I also think the hate on this movie is just because the echo chamber and it was time for the backlash to land. You know, mm. I'd say the last four Marvel movies, people, you know, there's a segment of the internet that's been pushing for the backlash and people have finally heard it enough and then it happened. Yeah. Um, I think generally I had a good time. I think Jonathan Majors is fun. Mm. I think, uh, you know, Paul Rudd's always a delight. I right. just feel like you could do more with him. Mm-hmm. God, super thankful Evangeline Lilly is like essentially a D or E tier character in this movie. Um, overall, I don't know. It's a fun two hours. It moves pretty quick. I was I put a lot of thought into whether this was better or worse than Transformers. And I know it's kind of we haven't actually It's shorter. We haven't tell it is shorter than Transformers. We haven't talked about our scale in a long time, but you know, the the general premise of our show is that Transformers is the median of all movies. The the bare minimum of what is entertaining. The horizon. I don't fully agree with that. I'm kind of lower on Transformers. I'm, I'm, I stick with it for the purposes of this Well, now show. as more movies have come out, we probably should it, update it. No, I love it. More We're never going to change it. But I was thinking to myself, would I rather watch Transformers on TV or watch this on TV? And what I decided was I would rather watch this movie and keep the volume way down until Jonathan Majors is on screen <laughs> and then turn up the volume for his monologues and then turn it back down until yeah. he talked again so better than transformers i'm gonna say it's better than transformers <laughs> but it's not like worlds better but it is better than transformers yeah i, I would go with uh, 
I'd go better than Transformers. I'd, I'd say it's uh, low on the overall chart of Marvel movies, but probably high on this phase. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, spoilers. Yep. So, one thing, I'm not one to argue plot. I don't really, whatever. I'm not going uh, yeah, to argue me, mechanics. Me too. I, I fucking, by and large, I think plot is for sissies. I mean, yeah. like, you, you know. You could hear in his sentence that he was, like, ramping up for a butt, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't really get the premise of Janet being upset about sending a signal down into the quantum realm when the entire second movie Janet is sending a signal from the quantum realm. It's fair. That's a good point. I didn't really remember the second movie. <laughs> you said that. That's a great point. That's right. She keeps like interjecting into his brain because yeah, he's been yeah. to the quantum realm or whatever. Mm-hmm. How is that different than what was happening in this movie? I'm, that's a great question, and I don't have any way to. I, I'm not upset by it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. No, yeah. I don't feel like they watched their own movie before writing this movie. For sure. Uh, to to uh, steal from the better version of our podcast, The Weekly Planet, uh, there is a type of movie that Meso calls uh, movies that can be solved with a post-it note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this definitely falls within that category right. because the whole thing is just that Janet never told anybody anything <laughs> right. about anything, right. despite the fact that her entire family is the only people on Earth that are researching the quantum realm right. yeah. all the right. time. Uh, so th- why yeah. wouldn't you be like, "Hey guys, there's a real bad fucking dude." Yeah, down right. there. maybe don't. I mean, she wouldn't even have to tell her whole story because nope. I'm assuming she was, you know, I-, I don't know, regretful of her part in in Kang's rise. So just don't tell that part. Just say, hey, there's dangerous shit down there. Don't try to contact it. I mean, if we're if we're gonna start tearing at plotting this, I don't understand the geography of the quantum realm no, at no. all. It makes no fucking sense. How do you breathe when you're smaller than an oxygen atom? Well that's something <laughs> I I've seen that addressed in comics by comic writers before and it's just I mean it even just, they just, just wave it, it off. Just They're just basically uh, there's a line from a Grant Morrison comic with the Atom, and he shrinks down the whole team, and they ask, "How do we breathe?" And he was like, "Just don't think." About I mean, yeah, I was <laughs> like, saying, that was literally the line. <laughs> I mean, it. you asked that question, but remember when Christopher Nolan made a movie with backwards oxygen, and it was the stupidest fucking thing on earth? <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> That's um, a good point. Going back to your thing about the signal, are you guys familiar with the Marvel No Prize? Mm-mm. It's a thing Stan Lee started and subsequent era editors continue to do, where it was basically if you find a, a plot hole in one of their comics, explain how it works and we'll give you a no prize, which is really nothing. But, you know, you get praised in the letter column. So somebody needs to try to get the no prize on that one because mm-hmm. that, that actually is a thing I need explained away. That's really dumb. Also, Janet got fucking down in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming with multiple people and multiple species. I, yeah, I don't think she had that bad of a time there. It no. looks like it was a lot of adventure, a lot of party. You know, I mean, I'm sure Space Bill Murray has whatever the space version of cocaine is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any. What do we want to talk about? Dude, okay. it, it's crazy how high, if you look at the poster, Bill Murray's name is on it, when that is a fucking glorified cameo. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure it is, yeah. His he ma- was one day of shooting. His <laughs> main purpose is just there to verify that he did fight. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, one thing I do want to discuss. What do we think of Modoc? 
Okay, I mean, this is one of the things that the internet has decided is awful about this movie. And I'm here to say, fuck you guys. <laughs> Modoc was awesome. Did the effects look bad at some point? Yes, it did. You know what's a great character to have the effects look weird and bad on? Modoc. How would you make it look good? That's right. Like, yeah. it's, it's a weird, unbelievable character. I, you know, sometimes I do think they take serious concepts and make them a little too jokey. One could say that about Ultron. Ultron should be an extinction-level threat, and he kind of just tells jokes, and then they tell jokes about him. Um, but I thought it fit right for MODOK, and I, I thought that guy was good at it. He was know? pretty good at yeah. it. Yeah. He was funnier than most people in the cast. <laughs> That's true. I think. Yeah, no, I... It was almost a realization that was like, you know, it'd be great as Modoc. Oh shit, we already made that guy yellow. Right. And then they were like, you know what? <laughs> we could make this work. Yeah. Right. Uh, and my theory of that his body kept shrinking while his head did not kind of proved to be true. Yeah. Um, very thankful. Never needed to see Modoc's ass. I, you know, <laughs> totally disagree. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I didn't love it. I don't know what this weird thing is of Marvel picking the weirdest characters and showing me their ass, uh-huh. like the Hulk. Right. Now, but I don't, it's not something I need. I don't hate it, but I don't need it. But no, I liked Modoc. I, I, I will say this one complaint I have Cassie should have killed him. Yeah. I don't like the redemption thing. Yeah, I don't either. I honestly, I really do think that was just like, I wonder if in the script he did die and they were just like, oh, he's a lovable idiot. We should let him live. I, yeah, I don't instead. know. Like the, the him in the death throes feel like he died a, a hero, a yeah. martyr. is pretty funny. Yeah. That was one of my favorite bits. I loved his death scene. Yeah. Like the way he played it yeah. was hysterical. Right. But I think for Cassie as a character, it would have made a lot of sense for her to kill him. I, I've seen Corey Stahl in a lot of stuff. I've never been super impressed with him, but he should do more comedies because he was pretty hilarious. As yeah. Yeah. Joseph, you're not saying much. Well, no, I mean, look, I, 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 to, to your point, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if Marvel is really invested into, like, the next generation of people. Like, I mean, that's what Cassie mm-hmm. is, functionally is here, but they don't really give her, like, like you say, the big win here. Uh, which I've already talked about my hatred of young people in movies uh, multiple times, but I do, I do just like anybody that's like under thirty. I just like get the fuck off my screen. So like, how are you more of an old curmudgeon than me? I don't know. I mean, he's pretty much always been yeah. that way. I also, Marvel seems to be teasing a lot of things, and I don't know how many of those things actually happen. But Young Avengers feels the least likely to me. It seems like they have all the parts in place, but they're not moving forward on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly that. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't really either, because it seems like the way to go, particularly since you don't really have an A-list Avengers team right now. Well, you know, you also could have multiple Avengers right. things going on. Right, totally. Instead of just the... Because now it feels like after... In game and Infinity War, that's what Avengers movies are going to be. Right, right. It's just the spectacle, two or three parters. Right. I also didn't like the use of Kang Dynasty so let's in ta- the movie. Let's talk about that because this kind of goes back to my first point about the the big guy, little guy thing. Is you know Loki went through the whole trouble of a whole season of a show to make it seem like this is the best possible Kang protecting the universe from the worst Kang, which is the one that's in this one, Kang the Conqueror. I'm not so sure that's true. Well, okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about that. <laughs> right. But yeah, to to have 
Jonathan Majors, in like again, I th- I think a pretty fun uh, interpretation of the character, get taken out by Ant Man in this movie. Right. To only be like, oh, but this whole planet of you know it's the fucking Council of Ricks. I don't know right. what else to call yeah. it. Yeah. Right. No, it is. Uh, of of other Kangs who are doing weird voices are supposed to be more scary than the one we just beat, but the, they were all scared of the one we just beat. So right. how are they supposed to be more threatening? Right. So I don't think he's dead. I mean, look, I don't think he's dead either. I don't think he's dead either. No, I think he's still the main one. The one that, the only thing that throws me off is like, you would think that if anyone would know, it would be the Council of Kangs. Right. right? And they said he was dead. Right. But I don't think that guy's dead. My other theory would be is that while they kept using the term conqueror and things like that, do we know for a fact that that is that version? Right. That is the Kang. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I, you know, I'll say this, uh, the very first Avengers comic I ever bought, I bought purely because I thought the cover looked awesome, and it's Kang and a Mortis, like, giant mm-hmm. fighting on the cover with the uh, Avengers around them really small. I still, like, I can picture it right now as the first time, the same as the first time I saw it. Uh, and, you know, fuck, I was like... Nine, ten, or something when I bought it. Uh, and so at that age, you get something like that and you'd read it over and over and over. And I did. And I honestly still don't really know if I know exactly how the Council of Kings work. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a, it's a pretty confusing thing. So I, Usually I feel like going into these things, oh, I have some knowledge that will help me see forward. I don't know where they're going with this. I, I do like that they had uh, the Immortus version of Kang in there. You know, uh, the version that it looks like it's going to be in the next season of Loki should be pretty fun. I think it's based on a version that was like he was a Kang that just went back in time and lived in this small town and just ruled the small town. Yeah, I kind of wonder if they're going to change it up and that be the actual king i hope so yeah because i mean i feel like i feel like loki's a good place to really establish what's up with that character more so than this is. Mm-hmm. i mean again i'll take jonathan majors however i can get him. i mean right. i don't know i'm not excited about him doing silly voices for the next several so movies my next point was going to be i did not enjoy the council of kings no. um I'm pretty hard of hearing, guys. Right. I didn't understand shit <laughs> in those voices. Right. I'm going to need subtitles, yeah. captions. Right. Uh, I did not hear a word of it other mm. than Kang was dead or whatever. I don't know. It's still mind-boggling to me. Is, is uh, Nine Miles still a theater? <laughs> no. No, it's not. I was about to say, you could go watch it with subtitles I, over there. I watched Dark Phoenix at Nine Mile with subtitles. <laughs> and I don't regret it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I liked the part of the Council of Kings when it was just the three guys, even though I do agree it was hard to fucking understand what they were saying. But then when you went to the whole thing, I don't I, I just It got weird. I don't want to understand why they were behaving like that. Yeah. They were behaving like cavemen or something. Like, you know? It reminded me of um right the like Planet of the Apes reboot when like Caesar was way smarter than everybody right, else. Right, exactly, yes. And, like, everyone can kind of understand right. like, what he's saying, but they're still, like, animalistic. Right. Yeah, everybody was really animalistic, which I don't ever I remember being that. a part yeah. of Kang mythology. They're, like, fighting and screaming, and I was like, this is bizarre. Again, mm. they felt like animals. Right. Um, guys, what we haven't talked about is the fucking, like, leads of this movie. Yeah, it's because nobody's interesting in this movie. No, they're not. I mean, as you say... Why can't I think of his name? Paul Rudd, most affable man on the planet. Mm-hmm. Underutilized, always. Right. Like, yeah, you know, he's fine in it. He doesn't do anything particularly exceptional. It's fine. 
Evangeline Lilly, we're stuck with her. There's nothing we can do about that now. It's just they've mitigated her as much it, as it's possible. It's the life we're living. Right. Uh, I know. I know. You say uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are doing stuff for you. They just seem like old people who are lost to me. <laughs> I think that's what I liked about. I, them. Yeah, they, I, they they don't seem to know what they're doing. They don't seem to know what they're saying. I just like nothing that I know, understand that Michelle Pfeiffer had a much big bigger part. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was better at it personally, but uh, I think she's fine. I mean, you're sure. Uh, I, there's just so much time spent in this movie on people that suck, and, <laughs> and that and that sucks. I do wish they had saved the black guy from the good place for a much better role. Than sure, whatever. yeah, yeah. He is way too cool of a dude to right. just be some B character in an Ant Man movie. I mean, you know, they seem to do that with Ant Man movies. I mean, Wally Goggs deserves a better spot that than Ant Man so too. Yeah. yeah, there was a, a whole villain. Related to Wally Goggs' character, that we still have no idea who it was. <laughs> right? I don't, yeah, I don't it doesn't know. seem like we like this movie. I mean, I'm, I'm not. No, I, I still think I enjoyed the process of watching it. I do think it's easy to pick apart, but not very fun to pick apart. Does that yeah. make sense? No, like no. you know, comparing it to Transformers. You know, Transformers is dumb. Every time I watch it, I have a pretty good time picking it apart. Uh-huh. You know, I you know. Tearing this down right now is not really that much fun. Yeah. it's This movie is fine. Right. I will watch it again. I probably will watch this one again before I will watch the other two Ant-Man movies, only because Jonathan Matrix right. is in it. But there's really just not that much to it. Right. And I've said this before, I think people are kind of spoiled by like the Black Panther, Infinity War, in-game Spider-Man run or whatever right. that went on. Um. Because that really is not what the MCU was, like, to your point. Like, right. There was a bit when it was, like, Ant-Man 1, Age of Ultron, and, like, Civil War. And not like Civil War is bad, but after Winter Soldier, like, it was a step down. Right, yeah, definitely. And uh, this feels more in line with that than I think <laughs> people are accustomed to. Right. I fucking, I don't even know how this got in my YouTube uh, feed, but something where... A dude just takes fights from Marvel movies and puts them to dubstep. Cool. <laughs> and uh, I watched I watched one with the you know the fucking elevator fight in Winter Soldier, and I it, I got fucking amped from it. It was pretty great. <laughs> That's so funny. There's a whole subset of YouTube that is just clips from Naruto set to Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> so I, I feel like it's a similar sort of idea. Hey. That also sounds like a blast. Yeah. I mostly listen to, uh, I mostly use YouTube to find lo-fi versions of, like, film scores I like a lot. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Video game soundtracks. Uh-huh. Great stuff, bro. It's great when I'm working. Keeps me focused. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's Ant-Man and maybe the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Yeah. Stupid title. Um, man, uh, I hope that Baskin Robbins gave them a lot of money. I'm sure they gave Be- some money. Because, I mean, that shit was... Product placement usually doesn't bother me, but every time that that was just so in your face, it just face. won't go away. It just will not go away. Apparently, you can buy the book in real life. I don't know why you would. <laughs> so anyway, that's Ant Man. What have we been watching the last week, guys? Um, I'm rewatching Ted Lasso because season three just started, but I'm not gonna start season three until I'm caught back up. So right I'm in season two now. It's fucking incredible. I love that show so much. Are you guys watching The Mandalorian? No. I'm... Okay. We watched the first two episodes, like, back to back, and then didn't get to watch the third one to much later because Sarah had to travel for work and shit. And I was just 
fucking lost was what was going on in the third. We just stopped halfway through and was like, we're just going to have to watch the first two again. Mm. Will they clear it up any, or does it just take a radical left turn at the third episode? It's, uh, the third episode is completely different. Like, okay. It's its own thing. Okay, that then that explains a lot, because we were like, were we drunk when we watched <laughs> it's, the first it's two? A, it's about a character that you haven't seen since, like, episode two of season one. Oh, right on. Yeah. It's much better this season. Like, I like it a whole lot I liked more. the first two episodes. The Mandalorian himself is an idiot. Yeah, so I don't think he's the main character anymore. I don't think he is the Mandalorian. Oh, really? I think Din is in the show, mm. but I think you could make an argument that either Grogu is the Mandalorian right. now or Bo-Katan. I'm into both those things. I think, and Katie Sackhoff is significantly better this season. I totally agree. Yeah. Because I think when we talked about her in the previous season, we ragged on her Hard. a lot. Yeah. But she, yeah, she's way better this season. I agree. Um, And then, you should watch it, though. That's good. It's, sure. it's good times. Uh, And then something that, God, I hope at least Jakey has watched. What? Agent Elvis. I haven't watched Agent Elvis. Like, literally, I'd forgot about it to right before I started here. I was slipping through YouTube. It was like, oh, shit, that's out. Is that Netflix? Yeah. Okay. It's fucking stupid, but awesome. You all right? <laughs> uh, it reminds me a lot of, like, Adult Swim in its heyday. Right. Or, or heyday for me. Right. Adult, no, totally. Adult Swim could still be good. I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, But I definitely could have, like, seen myself watching this show after watching, like, you know, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law or something like it's very, very violent. It's very vulgar. Um, but you know, it's still, it's, it's fun. I think it's a good time. Um, it looks like it was made on the cheap. They spent all their money on the voice acting. Fine by me. Good times. Yeah. It takes place like right around the comeback special. Right. And that, um, basically these assassins keep trying to target elvis and you know there's some other things going on behind the scenes but um elvis has been trained unknowingly to be a like a covert assassin for the united states government and uh it's just it's fucking funny i don't know that matthew mcconaughey is good as elvis but that kind of makes it better (laughs) (laughs) Uh, matthew mcconaughey is definitely an actor who does not have to be good to be good yeah Mm. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. And it's probably worse than Transformers. <laughs> but I think it's for Hurt. I, I, I've been meaning to watch it. I didn't know it was out, yeah. so I'll, I will start watching it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, man, I, because of my ghost obsession, I haven't really consumed very much media. Mm. I've just listened to Ghost so fucking much. I talked to Ed from the uh, More Than Meets These Guys podcast. Oh, we fucked podcast. that up. I fucked that up. I've been I, told- even, I even clarified it to you to make sure we, we got the plug right and during the episode we were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, one of the things I didn't mention about this band that I really, I think it's fascinated beyond just the look and the music they're producing is they're trying to be the biggest band on earth. And that is such an anomaly for mm-hmm. a guitar band. Like, all the guitar bands that are the stadium-filling guitar bands on Earth have been for 30 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Metallica, U2, Foo Fighters. Like, if you're if you're in a guitar band, your, your goal is, like, maybe I'll get in an Apple commercial, or maybe I'll be on the soundtrack of a movie, you know? And the ones who've tried fade away very quickly. Right, like, right. Wh- what the fuck happened to Jet? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jet tried to be the biggest band on Earth. Jet... Jet is like um, I got him up. You did. You uh, Jet's like 
I tell you what happened to Jet. I know exactly what happened to Jet. <laughs> that fucking Pitchfork review. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Okay, for their second album, some smartass at Pitchfork posted the review, and all it was it was the YouTube video of that monkey that sticks its finger up his ass and mm-hmm. then smells of it and falls off the branch. Classic. That was the whole review, and fucking Jet was done. Never has a band been so decimated by that, except for maybe the Eagles by the Big Lebowski. Mm. Big Lebowski destroyed legal Eagles. Right? Uh, apparently, like uh, Glenn Fry got in fucking Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges' face about it. That sounds like the most geriatric bullshit. Like going two old men going over and over. I'm glad you know where Jet went. Do we? Was, had, what, what was I talking about? I, I don't know. Ghost wanted to be the biggest band in the world, and I simply said that it's hard. It's you were talking about how hard it is well, for guitar bands. It is. I mean, there's really no place for a poppy guitar band right now. Like mm. if you look at our local stations, um, WABB, which plays pop, you, if you have guitar, you're disqualified. You're not on that station. Whereas, you know, the guitar station, TK, if you have any sort of sing-along melodies that a girl might like. That's not on there. That's not conducive to helping people, you know, I don't know, install above ground pools or whatever you do while you're listening to fucking TK. Uh, So, I mean, props to them for going for that. Oh, God. That was an incredible descriptor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... uh, but okay, here, here's here's what I'm going to talk about and what I'm watching. That wasn't what I was going to talk about. This was going to have I talked about rap snacks before on here? I don't think I don't so. think so. Do you guys you guys ever have rap snacks? No. It's the best brand of potato chips. It is so fucking good. The premise is a rapper has a flavor of potato chips, and it's just so trashy and good. Uh, they're all I, I'm assuming the sodium intake in it is about 500% of what you need during the day. Uh, I have no idea about the uh, about the music that Migos made or I guess made since one of them died, but they make the best fucking potato chip flavors. Mm. Uh, a lot of it's kayfabe bullshit. Like there's a there's a Biggie Smalls flavor. How do they know? Yeah. What yeah, Biggie yeah, Smalls yeah. like that's 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 some fucking bullshit. Here's the thing about rap snacks though. They're not at every service station. Your Tom Thumbs, your fucking uh, Circle K's. Circle K's do not have them. Basically, if you if the closest gas station to your house has wrap snacks, you live in a bad neighborhood. Mm. You know, for example, my trailer in Milton, closest gas station, wrap snacks. If you live in walking distance of, of a fucking gas station with wrap snacks, run. You're in danger. <laughs> um you you live out towards me, right? You live out in the can, don't you? I live in Beulah now. Okay. Do you remember that service station on the corner of uh, Kim Strand and Ten Mile? I already knew that's the one you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. This whole time, I've been like, I know exactly. The- Have you been to it since it got the new ownership? Since no, it t- I saw that it has like new rapper on the building or something. Fuck it, it is it is it is so trashy in there. It is a convenience store slash bong store. Cool. It's so fucking gross in there. I've never went inside there that there wasn't a meth head trying to figure out <laughs> how to how to fucking get over on the cashier. There's always like mm, 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 music playing in there. It's really fucking creepy in there. Again, I got off the track. My point is they have ra- rap snacks. They have rap snacks better than transfers. <laughs> Everybody should try rap snacks. I recommend the Migos brand. Uh, a whole lot of them, are, of, of them are the same thing. Uh, honey barbecue. Apparently, a lot of rappers just like honey barbecue. I do too. I was trying to figure out if Pitchfork has ever done anything positive for the universe. No, 
So then my question becomes, which has been worse for the universe? Or which one would you remove? The creation of, like, InfoWars or Pitchfork? I mean, that's a good question. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember back in the heyday of when Twitter was for comedy instead of for people to argue about politics. Uh-huh. There was one uh, guy that his thing was called Pitchfork for Kids. And he did... He did uh, Pitchfork. There's no way that's fucking real. <laughs> and it's just, it, it was so fucking fun. Oh, that's God, incredible. that's so good. That's a great premise. God, I wish I was that funny. To your question, prior to 2017, I would have, or no, let's go 2015. Prior to 2015, I would have said I would take InfoWars over it because there was a point in time where everyone was in agreement that it was funny that it existed. Right. Uh-huh. Like we could all make fun of InfoWars. Right. And, you know, it was during that time where I was, there was still that conspiracy theory that maybe he's Bill Hicks back from the yes. dead doing a bit. <laughs> and then people started believing in right. Wars. And that's when that's when I would take pitch. All right, fair enough. Right. Uh I don't have that much this week. The only thing I do have is I went to go see the Adam Driver vehicle 65, which Oh shit, I didn't even know it was out. It is out. I will say is uh, the coward's title because <laughs> the real title is some like anime isekai bullshit. Which is sixty-five million years ago, a visitor crash landed on Earth. Which is Fuck yes. way better, yeah. way better than your sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This movie is uh, like, if nothing else, way shorter than Transformers. Was it ninety minutes? <laughs> it is. It is eighty-seven. A, it's maybe? a tight ninety minutes. It felt like sixty. I'll yeah. tell you that. Uh, it, it's Adam Driver on a spaceship shooting dinosaurs. Uh, it, it's a winning premise. Yeah, I, I, like there's also like a what do you call the escort mission with the with a kid, which I mean, admittedly has been overdone the last couple of years, so mm. it doesn't feel super dissimilar from most of the things that you watch. Right. Uh, but you know, still, still pretty good. It's not particularly original. I don't. I think it looks pretty good for what I imagine its budget is. Uh, I say better than Transformers. <laughs> you know, if right you, on. If you want to waste ninety minutes at a theater, there are worse ways to do it, like Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I may have mentioned this on the podcast, but I have a friend named Steve, and his dad is given some of my favorite movie reviews of all time. And I've never actually met him; I just hear them through Steve. Uh-huh. So, but my my favorite one was after seeing Jurassic Park. You know, he, he's like, "Hey, Dad, how'd you like it?" Because you know, Steve's a a big Spielberg fan, so he he loved that movie. And uh, Dad's like, "Well, it was good, but." I didn't get to see what I wanted to see. And it was like, what was well, what was that? I wanted to see what kind of ordinance it takes to take down a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so maybe this movie's for him. There you go. Yeah, better than Transformers. Very cool. Next week, it sounds like we might want to do Dungeons & Dragons. It doesn't come out until Friday. Yeah. Oh, I Dungeons & Dragons is this weekend? I mean, you know, Not the, this weekend. Next, next weekend. weekend. Okay, oh, I know that this oh, weekend. Week and a half. What's I know that again? this weekend I plan on going on a John Wick style killing spree if I don't get to watch John Wick 4. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys wanted to do we that, do John Wick I would probably have watched that. I could probably make that happen. I don't think your wife's going to want to go see that with My you. wife likes those movies. Does she really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Keanu makes those movies girl friendly. Sure. Yeah. You know, sure. ladies. I like don't even Keanu. think they're not even like that gory. Really. They're not. No, no, like, they're, they're not. They're honestly, they're like. They're like a fucking Fred Astaire movie. Yeah, they're they're yeah. like a you know in the same way that a Jackie Chan movie is like a Fred. Astaire. No, I think yeah. that's a great yeah, yeah great comp. So yeah, maybe John Wick four or something. You know who knows what we fucking do. Uh, oh, I, I I'm so bad at this. Emails? We not an email. Oh. Got got a, a, a text message from our old pal Rick thanking us for our. Hey, our... I saw Rick not too long ago. Oh, you did. Yeah. Hey Rick, hope you're doing good out there. Yeah. 
uh, just thanking us for the the Last of Us episode and how he said it was you know good to have like the context of people who've played the game because he never has and never will, <laughs> uh, which is great. I mean that's that's exactly what I I had hoped for out of the show was that people could just enjoy it without that yep, <laughs> you right. know and I, it seems like they did but I'm I'm glad that we could provide some more uh, uh, bitching mostly but context. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks, Zach Evans, for art, and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.